Hello, my friends. Hope you're doing well. Mike Shreve here. Thank you very much for listening today. We are going to talk about how to build an eight-figure sales team. Even if that's not your goal, take a listen to this because there's a lot of lessons for just how to build a successful sales team. And you'll be able to find yourself in this. uh, And you'll be able to, again, even if you're not trying to aim for the eight-figure mark, you'll be here somewhere. And there are going to be things that you can take away and implement, especially if you just Maybe your goal is you just don't want to be the main salesperson anymore. Totally fine. I'll show you how to make this happen. Okay, so uh, strap in for this one. It's going to be a lot of information. We're going to go really quite quickly. I really want this to be the best single training on who to hire, what to hire, what foundations, what to look for, etc. So let's start, in fact, with foundations. There's no point in talking about who to hire if you don't have these things in place. Number one, you need daily inbound inquiries. Okay, you need daily inbound inquiries, which means, by definition... There's no point in hiring anyone on a sales team if you cannot keep their calendars full. Okay, so with inbound inquiries, whether that's email, chat, or phone, that part actually doesn't matter as much as people think it does. You just need the the, the inquiries to be coming inbound uh, as often as you can for your sales people. Now you may say, well, how do I do that? There's a couple ways to do that. People much smarter than me have figured out how to build very big teams of setters who just cold call people and their whole job is just to create inbound sets. I think that's incredible. That's wonderful. I have no interest in going that way simply because I like the way that we do it. So the way that we do it, the way that we bring inbound calls to our team, it's very, very simple. We write a book, we create a mini course, whatever it is, we slap it in a funnel, we put it on the interwebs, we run paid traffic to it, that traffic pays for itself because we spend, say for example, $100 on ads and from that exposure, we sell $100 worth of books. The books themselves are pre-selling, pre-education tools that people will read, consume because they paid for it, they respect it more. As a result, they book calls with us and they're pre-sold. And this is happening every single day, 24-7. The time of this recording, we have four of those funnels out out in the wild and they are bringing people into our call calendars every single day. If you do not have that or something like that, now let me be very, very clear here. When I say inbound every single day, I don't mean every once in a while you have inbound coming every single day. I mean every single day, forever, you have calls coming in to where you or your salesperson knows that when you get on that first call in the morning, tomorrow's fully booked as well. And the day after, and the day after, and the day after. And it's not going to be two weeks of full calls and then no calls. It's going to be like that forever. Okay. So that is, I mean, regardless of whether you already have a sales team, regardless of whether you're trying to build one, regardless of whether you're trying to get to eight figures, you need to have inbound sales. Now, how many inbound inquiries do you need is dependent on foundation number two. And foundation number two is knowing and understanding and having enough meat in your lifetime value per customer or client. In other words, your ability to generate seven or eight figures as a sales team has a lot more to do with how much you're charging and what offers you have available for people to buy again or to upgrade to, or to buy as well as, then it has to do with your sales team's sales script. Okay, so let me see if I can explain this very, very quickly. The person who's trying to sell a $1,000 course is going to be much more difficult. The volume demands and requirement will A, churn people up, meaning you're just going to have a real hard time attracting good salespeople, keeping those salespeople. And number two, your margins are going to be so razor thin, especially in today's world and market, that it's just going to be very, very unnecessarily difficult. Now compare that to somebody who has a $5,000 package 
that the people who buy that $5,000 package can also buy a $25,000 a year package, and the people who buy the $25,000 a year package can buy a $100,000 done for you something something, right? What does that mean? It means somebody could come into your world and spend $5,000, $25,000, and $100,000. So the lifetime value, how much somebody in your world brings into your world, is a much more um, influential factor in the likelihood of you being able to achieve eight figures in sales. Okay, uh, There are more examples of high ticket successful or businesses that run high ticket offers being successful at the eight figure level, especially when running sales teams in the help industry. So we're talking about the help industry uh, than there are of people doing it with lower tickets. And there's a reason for that. The math is just easier. It's easier to retain better salespeople as well, because guess what they don't have to do? They don't have to churn. They're not going to burn out. They can talk to previous customers and upgrade them. They can get referrals. There's, there's a whole, they, they require less volume to hit, you know, KPIs, metrics, and et cetera. Okay. So number one is daily. So these are the foundations, a daily inflow of inquiries that is just goes on and on. Number two is an LTV that makes sense. And you may ask, well, what is the actual number? And it depends entirely on where you're at in your business and you measure it in accordance to your ability to bring in that daily inflow. Okay. So the less daily inflow you have, the higher your prices need to be. Now, if you have incredible ability to generate um, inquiries every single day, your prices don't have to be as high, okay? And then the third thing, uh, which is, is very foundational to building and scaling eight-figure sales teams, is you have to have systems, okay? Your business will crumble, and it will crumble in very interesting ways if you don't have systems. And I'm talking about all the systems. I'm talking about onboarding systems, fulfillment systems, marketing systems, and sales systems, operational systems, team and hiring culture systems, etc. Let me just give you some examples which may not seem obvious at first but can really cause very serious problems. Let's say you hire an incredible salesperson. This salesperson can close everyone and their dog on the phone and you are just so ecstatic because you're like, finally, I'm going to make so much money. This is going to be so awesome. I'm going to be able to change so many people's lives. Let's go. You fill this salesperson's calendar to overflowing and this person is closing left and right. What's the first thing that's going to happen? You're going to have to say, uh, salesperson, can you actually hold off for a second? We weren't ready to take on all these clients. Or you're not serving the clients well. Client calls up the salesperson and says, you sold me something that was no good. And it was no good because I got lost in translation, et cetera, and et cetera. What do you think is going to happen when you take that amazing salesperson and you say, please stop selling so much we can't handle it? And then customers and clients come back and say, hey, what you sold me was really terrible. Well, one of two things is going to happen. One, they're going to leave, right? Especially if they're in the high ticket space. There's some transience and churn with people kind of jumping from offer to offer. And this would be one of those cases as to why they would jump to another offer because they just... You told them they can't make as much money as they possibly want, and you aren't supporting the people that they're selling. They're not in the business of having to deal with client complaints. So they'll either leave or worse, and trust me, this is way worse, they'll stay. And they'll turn off. Because why should they? You just told them don't sell as much. Now they have to deal with complaints. And so they're getting on the phone and where they used to have this strong and powerful belief and they were just all really into it and they were convinced that this was the best offer ever and now they don't believe in it at all. Now you're feeding inquiries, you're feeding sales, you're feeding phone calls and they're just, they don't care. That's worse. It's better if they would just leave. 
Better for them, better for you, right? Now, remember, why did this all happen? Because you don't have the systems. And that's just one, that's just one example. I mean, there's, there's hundreds we could sit and list. But from a foundational point of view, you need inbound inquiries every single day. You need to figure out the LTV you require based off the volume of inquiries you are able to achieve realistically. And then you need to be able to have the systems to handle the volume that you need to achieve. So that's the first step to building a sales team. It's a step that so many people miss or mess up. They skip right to hiring. And then they say, well, why can't my salesperson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's because you weren't ready. That's why. I mean, that, that, it, it really is that simple. Much love to you, but you just weren't ready yet. So get the foundation in place. Then you can start to build a team. Well, what kind of team are we building? Who are these people? How do we set it up? What are we paying? What does it look like? Well, to get to eight figures, you need two types of people on your team, okay? You need opportunity creators, and then you need opportunity closers. You need opportunity creators, and you need opportunity closers. Most people, and to be frank, you can get to multiple seven figures only having opportunity closers if your marketing is strong enough. Example. We, uh, for a long time, just relied on acquisition funnels, so book funnel, etc. We would be bringing inbound leads every single day. They'd be very well pre-sold. We had the systems in place. We had everything we need. Our foundations were all very, very strong. We knew our LTV. We had very high ticket offers, and we would bring all these phone calls into the sales team, and we only had opportunity closers. In, in, the, in the parlance of the high ticket world, literally closers, right? That's what they'd be, they'd be called, salespeople who are closers. And that was wonderful, and you know that worked for a while, and you can run on multiple seven figures, but running to eight figures, you need something else. You need to add someone else to the team, and that is, oftentimes they're called SDRs, some people call them appointment setters. There's a whole bunch of names for them, but basically, their job is to create opportunities for the opportunity closers, and they're not part of the marketing team. So if you think of the marketing team, as the people who go out and they put the message and they put the offer and they run campaigns, they do all these things to bring people into the business, a portion of those people who they bring into the business, they're just going to end up getting on the call booking and you know you can do all sorts of things like send the right emails and do all sorts of things to get people to book themselves. But the opportunity creators, they might do things like, they might actually call every single one of the people on your email list. And they might say, hey, I noticed you've been on our email list for a while. Tell me what's going on. What are you trying to achieve? Well, did you know that we can actually help you with that? And what their job is, is to go through and here's the key word, maximize the results from marketing. In other words, they take what marketing has created, whether it's a big email list, a big Facebook group, a list of customers, um, for example, marketing creating booked calls, and then maybe some of those booked calls just don't show up, or they've booked calls and then the opportunity closers weren't able to close them for whatever reason. That's technically something that marketing created. Now you have follow-ups in place, so they can follow up with old calls, booked calls, etc. They can call up customers, they can work Facebook groups, and etc. and etc. and etc. Mistake that a lot of people make when trying to grow sales teams is they have only, and look, I'm, I'm absolutely guilty of this, they have only opportunity closers. What happens when you only have opportunity closers is there's no closer in the world who doesn't have some kind of slippage within the work that they do. In other words, people fall through the cracks, follows don't get done, etc. So you're almost accruing this pile of potential 
leads and revenue, or let me just say that again, of potential revenue from leads you've already paid for, because if you have daily inbound inquiries, opportunity closers, they sometimes get a little bit lazy and they just say, ah, don't worry about it tomorrow, I'll have calls, right? So there's a lot of what we call slippage in many high ticket sales teams today because they only have the opportunity closer who just sits there and takes all the leads in. You can, and I mean this with all sincerity, double your business by adding opportunity creators who will go through that slippage, who will go through the lost opportunities, who will go through and manually call every single person on the email list or uh, offer uh, triage calls, or there's, there's a whole host of strategies that will allow you to maximize and reduce slippage and in many, many cases, double the number of uh, calls that are booked on current efforts. So let me say that in another way. It's a little bit easier to digest. If you're currently getting five calls a day in your business, adding uh, opportunity creators, SDR setters, et cetera, can take that five call per day result that you're getting from marketing and turn it into 10 calls per day. And you're not spending more, you're not changing your marketing, and you only had to hire one person to make that happen. Now you might have to actually hire more than one person, but one specific role, which is the opportunity creator. So the moral of this story here, the t- in summary, the key to growing beyond low seven figures, when you're talking about who to hire in a sales team, you need to have both. You need to have the opportunity closers, which most people are familiar with, and then you need to also have the opportunity creators, especially in today's world where things are getting more expensive. You need to maximize every last inch of spend that you have, whether it's resources, whether it's actual cash, whether it's time, you need to maximize every last square inch of that spend in generating opportunities for the sales team. Now let's talk a little bit about pay and structure. Now I'm going to tell you right now, there are some industry standards and some of the industry standards are silly. Um, and I'll, also I'm just going to tell you what, uh, what I recommend. So number one, for your opportunity closers, if you are, and, and only if you are getting daily inbound inquiries, Those inquiries are pre-sold, so they have pre-education. You have appropriate LTV available, and you have the systems in place to handle it, then you absolutely can and ought to hire a commission-only closer, a salesperson who operates on entirely commission-only. The problem that I see, and I see this often, is people don't have inbound inquiries, they don't have the systems, and they don't have the LTV, and what they think they can do is go hire someone for commission to go grow their business. Now, it's important for you to understand the difference between hiring someone to grow your business and hiring someone to close sales. You need to have opportunities coming in every single day already, and that needs to be proven. You need to have call recordings of what you have sold, right? So they can listen and understand what the process is. You need to have the contracts in place, the documentation, the brochures, the systems. You cannot be hiring commission-only salespeople unless your house is in order. And here's why. Here's why. Commission-only salespeople are amazing. They're wonderful. We love them. They're a critical component to our business. But what their skill set is, is closing sales, period, full stop. If you're trying to hire a closer who has a very particular skill set to do more than their very particular skill set. 
let's just ignore the fact that they probably aren't even going to be incentivized by your offer, but let's just, you know, bring it down to what you're trying to do and think about what you're trying to do. Then, then what you're going to do is you're going to end up having somebody who's totally not qualified do what you're trying to have them do, struggling to get it done while they also don't get paid. Does that make sense? So one of the big mistakes I see is trying to bring on uh, commission only closers or people to close sales for you to do more than closing sales to like go generate the opportunities and do all this kind of stuff, right? It's very rare that those individuals have that skill set, much less even want to do it. Why should they do it for you? You won't even do it for yourself. Why should they do it for you? Right? It's important to understand. Now on the flip side, on the flip side, if you have your foundations in place, daily inbound, um, they're well pre-educated, you've got the systems in place, you have the LTV that's that's required to be able to hit the numbers you're looking to hit then you can attract incredible closers, incredible closers. And you have the training and you have recordings of what you're doing. I'm telling you, you will be shocked at who you can attract into your business and who is willing to sit and take calls for you and close deals for you every single day and how much they'll enjoy it. They'll love it. And you don't have to pay that much. If you have the right numbers, and I'm going to give some ballpark numbers because it completely and totally depends on what your offer is and how much you pay, but 7 to 12% on your offers, again, depending on how big it is, you know, in terms of like what your um, revenue per close is and all that kind of good stuff, your pricing, et cetera. But 7 to 12% of all sales that you, that, that particular closer generates, and that's what you pay them. Now, if you heard that and you said, oh my gosh, I can't give away 7 to 12%, then what you need to do is what? Increase your prices by 7 to 12%. You have a closer now that's probably much better at you than selling. That's their very specific skill. So bump your prices up so you can afford good people. And uh, you'll be shocked. And that's it. Once a quarter, you can run bonuses. You can run competitions every once in a while. There are some, you know, there's lots of managed sales management things that you can do. But that's how simple it can be. Now, where do you find these people? Well, there's lots of places you can go pay to have them give you quote unquote qualified closers. I'm telling you right now, we've hired two separate companies, very well known. I was not at all impressed. Not at all impressed with the quality. I'll tell you where we source all of our people from our own audience. And because... If, if, you, if you have already successfully sold your stuff and you have like recordings of your calls and you're willing to work with people, then you can pull from your audience the most critical skill to closing, which is belief in the product. I'm telling you right now, our best closers are people who have gone through our stuff whether it's our coaching program, do it yourself, they've read our books, they just, they buy into it. In the help industry, you have to understand, in the help industry, you, there's such a, a, an element of just belief in the sales process. You don't really need to believe in a vacuum when you're buying a vacuum. But to hire a coach, to hire a service provider, to hire a consultant, that buyer has to have some level of belief in what it is that they're buying. And if the salesperson selling them doesn't have the belief, they're not gonna have the belief. You can think of it as a prospect will never have more belief than the salesperson. So having a salesperson with a very great deal of belief at least gives you that head start rather than a salesperson who has no belief, which is why I said earlier, if your salespeople start losing their belief, it's better to just let them go. You know, there are things you can do to kind of help people get that belief back, but it's also one of those things where if you don't believe it, you don't believe it. So this is why I love 
uh, hiring uh, opportunity closers, aka uh, sales team uh, closers, from our own audience. Now, you may say, well, I don't have an audience. And I would say, well, think about that. Does that mean you also don't have inbound opportunities and inquiries every single day? My experience has been yes. So most people who don't have an audience also don't have the foundation to start hiring salespeople, right? So it's kind of cart before the horse type of situation. You might need to work on setting up those systems before you worry about that. Okay, so now if you're, if you're looking to get to eight figures, is there anything specific, special, et cetera, that you need to look for when we're talking about closers? And the answer is yes. When you're looking to take your business to eight figures, you can't just hire closers. You have to hire with the anticipation that one of them will someday take over. And I mean take over sales. You're looking for a future sales director. So there is hunger to close sales, and then there is a hunger to do something more with their life. Those are two different hungers. You need to find somebody who has both. You need to find somebody who can work well with others. There are a lot of closers who are lone wolves. They say, leave me alone. I'm not interested in being part of the team. Just give me calls. I'll close for you. Goodbye. That can be, in some cases, a good closer to have on the team, especially if they're actually good and they're not lone wolves because they're like just antisocial and don't actually want to talk to people. But look, some people are incredible technicians. They have no desire or dream to ever step into managerial roles or directorship roles or anything like that. Totally fine. Zero wrong with that. Have that person on your team. They'll be a strong and steady member of your team, and they will help you in ways you can't even begin to imagine now. But if you're trying to get to eight figures, you have to have a sales director, sales manager, whatever you want to call it. And my recommendation is that you don't hire from outside. You promote from within. Because I'm, I've been doing this so long, and I've built a handful of eight-figure companies, and I've gone through the leadership thing so many times. There is a massive difference when you promote someone from within especially in sales. So more so even than fulfillment or operations or even marketing. When it comes to sales, you have to understand who is supposed to be leading your sales team. It is someone who is leading belief. That's what it really drills down to. So you need to have someone running your sales team who is as committed and believes in what you are doing as much as you do. And it's hard to find externally, much easier to promote from within, okay? So something to consider as you're looking to hire for eight figures or more. Okay, now let's go back to uh, the, so those are our opportunity closers. That's how we hire, that's how we pay them. Now let's talk about opportunity creators. Well, this is one where you do have to put some money up front. And, you know, we look for uh, about $1,500 per month base plus between one and 3% of the sales they set. So let's talk that through first, then we'll talk about where to find them. So let's say that you have somebody who just calls your customers and you, you know, cause you get thousands of customers a, a month and they're calling your customers. And as a result of calling your customers, they turn those calls into calls with your closers, with your high ticket salespeople. Well, the result of that, if the high ticket salesperson closes the call, they get a piece, right? So anywhere from 1.5% to 3%, or maybe they're responding to, um, you know, they're responding to emails, they're setting from emails, things like that. They get 1.5% to 3%, depending on, and the way that we do it is depending on how difficult it is to make that set, right? So if they're just out there cold calling people, then yeah, they get a higher percentage if they're able to turn those people into sales than say, for example, somebody who's just simply responding to emails and things like that. 
okay? Inbound leads, and they're just kind of guiding people to where they were naturally going to go anyways. Now, when you're hiring these people, what you're looking to do, what you're looking to do is to really find someone with tremendous personality. Uh, you don't need a tremendous amount of skill. Say, for example, closers really do need to understand like deep psychology and et cetera, et cetera. You don't need a tremendous amount of skill at first when you first get into the opportunity creation side of things, but you do need a mindset and a mentality that is unstoppable because there is a significant amount of rejection and disappointment in setting, in creating opportunity. Yes, closers experience it, um, but if you have the foundation like we teach, honestly, there's not that much rejection in closing with an inbound acquisition funnel style, pre-education across multiple hours, et cetera, et cetera. But if you have setters, that can be a mentally rough position. So you need people with fortitude. You need people with personality because they, they need to be able to maintain that bright, cheery attitude through all of their outreach efforts. And then you need people who, and this is, you know, uh, there's some debate on this, and I'll tell you what my feeling is. You need people who want to graduate beyond setting or beyond being an opportunity creator. Now, I get it. There's a lot of people who say, I don't want a lot of churn in my company. I don't want to have to keep hiring setters. I don't have to keep hiring outbound specialists. I don't want to have to keep hiring, etc. But in my opinion, the kind of person who just wants to set forever is probably not going to be the best setter. Instead, we are looking for, and I'm always looking for, people who have bigger dreams. I don't actually even care what those dreams are. I'm not saying that people who come and set for us have to be, well, you know, I want to go straight and be your next sales director. That's not even it for me. It is people who can understand that this is a way for them to develop skills, to you know, maximize their income, and, and a platform for them to be able to live out whatever dream it is that they want to live. Why? Why would I care about that? Because at the setter level, one of the easiest ways to help your setters maintain that positive attitude, which is required for setting, one of the best ways to do that is to make sure that they are connected to a why they believe in. So think Simon Sinek, right? If find your why, then you can find your how. If your setters believe, and again, I don't care personally what their why is, but if they can connect their why to this activity of being an opportunity creator, then we're all going to be fine, right? It's good for them. It's good for you. It's good for everybody involved. And when that happens, and when that happens, you can, you can experience incredible results from setters. They themselves can go on to create incredible income in a job where, to be frank, a lot of companies don't pay their setters or their opportunity creators very much. Right? They, they just don't. But if you align their why with that activity, you know, you can, you can really create some wonderful income. Um, typically on the teams that I've worked on in the past that I've built myself or built in conjunction with other clients, our setters will typically, with the base of $1,500 a month, plus the between 1% and 3% of closed sets, will go on to earn $70,000, $90,000 a year as a setter. Now, that's a good thing. Sales is one of those situations where if you're paying your people a lot of money, you are making a lot of money. I want to pay my salespeople at least a quarter million dollars a year. I want my setters making $70,000, $90,000 a year. That's like my dream. 
And if you want to get to eight figures in sales, it better be your dream too. Have a desire to support and build a sales team where everyone is making a lot of money. Okay, so the next thing, where do you find these people? Where do you find people willing to get on a phone and cold call your customers or your leads or, you know, whatever it is? How how do you find people who are willing to create opportunities? Remember I said earlier, a lot of people accidentally hire a closer to be an opportunity creator and they're disappointed with the results, etc. So where do you find these people? These people are gold. Where do you find them? Same place you find your closers. Start with belief. Pull them from your audience. Again, with setters, they don't have to have the same experience, right? If they're willing to get on the phone and have conversations and they're willing to play a numbers game, that will take them very, very far. Just having real good, honest, strong conversations with people, trying to figure out what it is that they're trying to do with them, themselves. And we're talking about the help industry here. So whether you're coaching, service provider, etc., having those kinds of conversations, just trying to figure out what are people doing? What's, their, what's holding them back? What, what is their current situation? Are they open to receiving feedback and ideas and all that kind of stuff? And having those very simple conversations every single day, and they genuinely care about those conversations, that will take a setter very far, very, very far. So you, again, in this case, you're looking for personality, mindset, and belief in what it is that you are all engaged in together. Now, we've talked about belief a couple times. We've talked about belief in sales. We've talked about belief in sales director. And we've talked about belief in setters and opportunity creators. So what does this mean for you? What does this mean for you as the business owner? If you truly, sincerely want to build a high seven, eight-figure sales team, the best work you can do is the work on yourself to strengthen and deepen the belief. Because when your sales team is going through it, a string of bad calls if life is happening to one of them and it's causing a funk within the others and et cetera, et cetera, it is going to be you and your vision and your belief and your ability to maintain the focus of the outcome that you all desire that will help to get them through. Look, you hired them to be the experts in the, little, in the thing that they're doing, a little corner of, of your business that they own in the closing, in the setting. That's their responsibility. Your responsibility is to lead them, is to care for them enough that they feel they can go apply their skill on your behalf. Now look, this I don't know how to sell vacuums, okay? So I don't know if this is true of car sales and vacuum sales and all this stuff. But in the help industry, freelancing, coaching, consulting, agencies, done-for-you services, etc., professional services, lawyer, doctor, etc., if you help people for a living, you help people for a living, the element of belief is so powerful as a form of leadership that any attempt I can make to explain it to you will be an understatement. So a lot of what you have to do and work on, yes, get the fundamentals. Hire your opportunity closers, hire your opportunity creators, you need daily inbound inquiries, you need to have those inquiries pre-sold, pre-educated, you need to have the right LTV, you need to have the right systems in place to be able to handle the load. But above and beyond all of that, you have to have the belief of someone who not only believes and trusts your people that, that you'll be able to get to you know, $10 million a year, $20 million a year, but a belief that you can share with others that doing so is not just the right thing, it's the best thing. That it's the best for everyone who's going to be consuming what they sell. That it's best for them to be a part of that transition and growth. That it is 
the best thing that they could be doing at this particular moment in their life. It is the most right thing. If you can do that, if you can do that, every sin, every mistake, every shortcoming that you and them will have on that process is overcomable. And in fact, most of the mistakes you make will be very small bumps along the road that you'll hardly even notice if your belief is strong enough. So that's it, my friends. Hopefully this has been helpful and you've been able to uh, gain some insights into what it really takes to build a sales team. Everybody wants to do it. It is more simple than most people make it out to be. If you have an existing audience, you have an absolute advantage in being able to source the right kind of people for your team. And when you do that, I'm telling you right now, it's incredible. It's incre- when you have a sales team that believes, it's incredible the influence the sales team can have on the rest of the team. Because the sales team is the one bringing the people in. They're the ones bringing the clients in. They're the ones having the conversations, representing you, and etc. The wins of the people that they close are their wins as well. I mean, there's some really cool things that can happen when you have a sales team that is properly energized in, and, and that energy coming from belief. I know it sounds woo. I'm not really a woo guy. You, you have to experience it to experience it, if that makes sense. Uh, but it really... Running a sales team can be one of the most enjoyable and simple things you do in business if you have the core elements in place. And it can be a tremendous, a tremendous lift to you as a business owner, knowing that you have people out there selling and growing your business for you while you focus on other high value activities and et cetera, and support them and all that kind of good stuff. So I encourage everyone to do it. I think building a sales team is something that every business owner ought to go through. It takes you as an entrepreneur to just a different plane of understanding and realizing what it is that you've actually built. It's not just a service machine for clients. It can be something much bigger, much more powerful, much more exciting. That's it, my friends. If you would like help with any of the pieces that we talked about, example, if you don't have the foundations in place, we'd love to help you put those foundations in place. If you'd like to build a much bigger audience so that you can begin to source Uh, the people for your sales team, we'd love to help you do that. If you want us to help you actually do the sourcing, if you want to find out what are the job postings, what are the contracts look like, what does all this stuff look like, how do you get these people set up, how do you set up your training, if you would like us to do it for you, we have offers that help all of these different elements of the growth of you and your business, as long as you're in the help industry. So again, professional coach, consultant, freelancer, agency, service provider, if what you do helps other people, we, uh, we absolutely can help you to build an incredible sales team, get the foundation set up to build a sales team. And look, you don't have to have a huge sales team. It doesn't have to be as big as ours. Maybe it's just you and a salesperson. Maybe it's you and a salesperson and a part-time uh, opportunity creator and et cetera, et cetera. So many different variations that fit you and what you're trying to accomplish. If you'd like help with any of that, if you just want to chat with somebody about some of the things that we've covered here, peacefulprofits.com forward slash call. Book a call with one of our advisors. They'd be happy to chat with you about your situation, your goals, where you want to go, what's actually going on right now. Again, that's peacefulprofits.com forward slash call. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this and we'll see you in the next one.